0: I welcome you into the studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepherd with this week's program. And Michael, we are going to continue our series on the cycle of discipleship. This is actually part three where we're going to be hearing from uh, the late Dr. Bill Lane on the program. You know, these conversations were are replaying now were recorded many years ago. I have never forgotten them, though. These were wonderful conversations.
1: Now, Bill, Bill uh, was a remarkable uh, person and and certainly someone who, who shouldn't be forgotten. Right. And uh, one of the most gifted intellectually uh, and, and ministry uh, wise person I, I, I ever I, I ever knew. Brilliant yeah. mind and an incredible heart and uh, a, a real childlikeness about him. Um, I, I wouldn't be here, frankly, if it wasn't for mm-hmm. Bill Lane. We have two of the most gifted people I, I've ever known. We have Bill Lane and we have Darwin Hobbes. Yeah. Darwin yeah. has the, the most beautiful human voice. Uh, you know i've I've ever heard we we toured uh, for a number of years together, but uh, not only that, he has an incredible heart and uh, we're gonna get to get, get to hear some of that heart, his heart for worship and for the church.
0: yep. Darwin comes up in the second half of this program right here right now yeah. in the studio with Michael Card. and all I got to say is buckle up because uh, I know when these two guys get together, Michael and Darwin, it there's there's good things that happen so that that's ahead here on the program yeah, yeah. today. Uh, Emma wrote to us. She emailed us. She said, your music makes me worship God, and that's the highest compliment I could give. Thank you for making the quality wow. of your work your protest against the industry's general mediocrity, but mostly for seeking Christ first. In Christ, Emma. Thank you, Emma. Now, Emma was quoting, she was quoting Dr. Lane there because Dr. Oh. Dr. Lane said, yeah. let the
1: let the excellence of your work be your protest, and right. she picked that up. That's okay. pretty cool, Emma.
0: Way to go, girl. Hey. And this comes from Bob via Facebook. He said, he's quoting a recent program, the Bible, it's the only book that reads you. So true, love that, he says. Mm. The recent replay of the conversation with Donald Cole in 1 Peter 1 drew me into the text in a profound way. The strength, mm. hope, and joy given in Peter's letters so rich, so good, it got a hold of me and would not let me go. Wow. The journey is difficult and painful indeed, but there truly is joy in the journey. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. What an we, encouraging note. Do we have the world's best listeners or what? We do. Absolutely. We don't deserve them, Wayne, do we? We just don't no, we deserve don't. them. No, we don't. And if you want to reach out to us via email, it's in the studio at Michaelcard.com and you'll find Michael Card music on Facebook and elsewhere as well. Well let's begin with our final installment on the discipleship series with Dr. Bill Lane. We've
1: walked together for over twenty years now. And one of the most wonderful gifts Bill has given to uh, to me and to others of his students is what he refers to as the disciplined use of the imagination. And we're going to see that in action as he looks at the final phase of a cycle of ministry, a cycle of discipleship in the Gospel of Mark. And Bill, it's wonderful to have you back with us and uh, to have you invest so much of your time with us. Uh,
2: we don't take it for granted. Thank you, Michael. It's a privilege to be here with you once more. As we've been talking about the cycle of discipleship, a cycle that begins with the call of Jesus upon our life to be with Him Mm -hmm. in a variety of situations. It advances with the call to speak His word and to do His work, but it doesn't end there. We read in Mark chapter 6, verse 30 and 31 that after their mission, after They had preached and cast out demons and had healed many, that the disciples returned to Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and all that they had taught.
0: Well, Bill, we want you to open the scriptures for us here today. We're in Mark chapter 6, and while we turn there, let's ask Michael to move over here to the piano in the studio at Mole End and sing what has become kind of a theme for us here during these three broadcasts. The song is called, Bearers of the Light.
1: Share is the light we must bear, is the light that illumines the darkness. The promises kept give us strength to accept this burden of bearing the light. And so we must claim in His powerful name the promise the Bible has spoken. We must understand that a cord of three strands cannot. Easily broken. The light we must bear is the light we must share, is the light that illumines the darkness. The promises kept give us strength to accept this burden of bearing the light. The promises kept give us strength to accept this burden of bearing.
2: That was wonderful, Michael. And it's precisely as bearers of the light, as those that had been authorized to speak Jesus' word and to do his work, that the twelve came back and reported to Jesus what they had done and what they had said. We can would you read that passage to us, Michael? Mark six, thirty and thirty-one.
1: Sure. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest.
2: Now, it's here that the disciplined use of the imagination is invited by the text itself. Here we have the twelve who have been sent out two by two as the authorized representatives of Jesus. It's interesting that in verse 30, they are clearly designated the apostles. Mm -hmm. Is that the first time? It's the second time in the text, because you remember in chapter 3, verse 14, he he called 12 who were designated apostles. Mm -hmm. And we saw that the background to that term was the institution of the Sheliakim in first century Judaism. There was the institution of the commissioned agent who was authorized to act on behalf of an individual in the purchase of land, in the carrying out of some uh, banking transaction, mm-hmm. in uh, the actually carrying forward a number of enterprises. So it was part of that uh, responsibility then to report back? Absolutely.
0: And it goes beyond the concept of disciple to it, apostle.
2: It really does, because the sheliach was the person whose word was as authoritative as the word of the one who commissioned him, precisely because the terms of the commission had been carefully defined. Mm-hmm. This is what you are to do. It's within these parameters you're to carry out your work. It's within these dimensions that you are to address the situation. And so, of course, it was the responsibility of the Sheliach of the apostle, if you please, to come back and to tell the one who commissioned him, in this case Jesus, what they had done and what they had taught.
0: And of course, last week in phase two, we learned that they did go out. They preached. They, they preached that people should repent, and they drove out demons. That was a part of what they did with the authority of Christ.
2: Yes, and you can see that there had been an enormous response in verse 31. Many people were coming and going. That is, they were asking for the ministry which the twelve were authorized to carry forward so that they themselves did not even have an opportunity to eat. Hmm. We're reminded uh, of that incident back in the home in Capernaum, where Jesus had no time to eat, no time to rest, and his family thought he had lost his mind.
0: There are other priorities at work here.
2: And it's interesting that Jesus cares for those who have been commissioned To speak his word and do his work. For he says, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. He was deeply concerned for their welfare.
0: So, this is the third phase in this cycle of discipleship.
2: Yes, and Wayne, it's a phase that calls us into accountability. Hmm. You see, none of us is a free agent who seeks to speak the word of the Lord and do the work of the Lord. We have been commissioned by him, but we are accountable to him. And it's at that point that I think Christian ministry and leadership and involvement in Christian work has frequently gone wrong. How so? Because we have failed to come into the presence of the Lord and to say, Lord, this is what I have done. This is what I have said, and I did it. For you, Hmm. because it's in just such a situation that the Lord can say, "Well done," or He can say, "You did fine up to this point, but you didn't represent Me well here. Mm -hmm. You need to represent Me better in this particular way."
1: Well, this whole issue of. of how difficult it is to accomplish that, I think, is reflected in this chapter. Because even when they try to go aside to rest, they're pursued by the crowd, they end up, he ends up feeding the 5,000. I mean, I, I can relate even to the difficulty of that. You try to get away to a quiet place, and then someone says, well, here's here, Bill, here's a good idea for a book for you to write, or <laughs> I have a friend who needs counseling, or, and, uh, I mean... How can you oh, say no to that? Yeah,
2: how does that work? And what you're putting your finger on, Michael is that we can become so caught up in doing the work of the Lord mm-hmm. that our relationship with the Lord itself is
0: undermined. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking just about those in Christian leadership here, Bill. This, this is for all of us.
2: It is for all of us. And the bottom line is relationship. It's not the ability to speak. It's not the ability to act with power. It is the relationship that we sustain with the Lord. And when Jesus says to me, come with me by yourself, or he says to us as a community, come to me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest, I hear the renewing of the cycle of discipleship, he's saying, in essence, come and be with me once again.
1: So it's not simply R&R. It's let's renew our relationship, come and get to know me again. Uh, let's, let's begin
2: this relationship, take it to a deeper place. Well, precisely, though, because I think we can easily uh, come to the conclusion we know what ministry is all about. We know what sharing our testimony or our giving our witness is all about. We know what doing the work of the Lord entails. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is there are a variety of situations to which we've been exposed, but there are others about which we know very little. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is eager to enrich us. And so he wants us to spend time with him.
0: That's very meaningful, Bill, because, Michael, you know with your unique lifestyle that you can go on doing what you do without this uh this rest that the Lord provides and yet you grow more weary as you do it and and it loses its 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 power really well I had an opportunity one
1: when I was walking with bill intensively to see someone who was teaching actively going all over the world you know uh discipling and uh, writing commentaries constantly and uh and Bill is the person who would say well let's let's take a walk two times around campus once a week or let's you know, uh, let's get away by ourselves. I mean, he you, you really lived this out for me, and and that was helpful. And it's it's only as I got away from that that uh, I began to struggle. I didn't have anyone in my life to show me how to rest, hmm. show me what it meant to get away, to be alone with Jesus.
0: Bill, is it significant that Jesus talks about coming to a quiet place? Uh, you know how difficult it is to find quiet places in our culture.
2: Well, that's true, but I remember what it meant Uh, to labor with my wife in Amsterdam, where the evil that I had known in our culture, which was basically beneath the surface, relatively polite, covert, Mm -hmm. was suddenly blatant. And one of the important insights that came to us was sometimes, especially those of us who labor within the midst of the city, have to withdraw from the city in order to be refreshed to go back into the city mm-hmm. and to labor in the midst of whatever it is our circumstance. I, I, I know how important it is to have a period of time where you can focus undistractedly mm-hmm. upon the Lord. And I also know what it is to commit the sin of idolatry where I made the work of the Lord more important than my relationship with the Lord. Hmm.
0: Michael, as we think about these things and allow the the Spirit of God to, uh, frankly, convict us in this area, there's a song that you sing. As a matter of fact, it's on the Star Kindler uh, work that you've done, the CD. It's called I Heard the Voice of Jesus Say. And we're right here in the studio I'm going to ask you if you would sing that for us right now, and let's let the Spirit of God work in our hearts as we think about what Bill has taught us here, about coming to Jesus for that rest. This is an old Irish hymn. Here's Michael Card.
1: I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one, Lay down your head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, Weary, worn, and sad. I found in Him a resting place, and He has made me glad. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Behold, I freely give. The living water, thirsty, one to down and drink and live. I came to Jesus, and I drank of that life-giving stream. My thirst was quenched, my soul revived, and now I live in Him i heard the voice of jesus say i am this dark world's light come unto me your morn shall rise and all your days be bright i looked to jesus and i found in him both star and sun and in that light of life i'll walk till all my days are done i heard the voice of jesus say come unto me and rest lay down thou weary one lay down your head upon my breast I came to Jesus, and I was weary, worn, and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad.
0: Michael Card here on Joy in the Journey with I Heard the Voice of Jesus Say. You see how that song fits right into the conversation here today, Bill?
2: Yes, and I think it's worth asking, Wayne, at what point does the call to rest come? Hmm. Because I'm convinced that that call completes and renews the cycle of discipleship. And it comes after we have come into the presence of the Lord, after we have reported to him all that we have done and all that we have said, after we've acknowledged we are his representatives, an extension of his presence, not free agents. And then it is that we hear the call, to come apart and rest.
0: And I see how it transitions right back to the top of the cycle, back to phase 1 to be with Jesus, that it's just part of the continuum, isn't it? And to be Yeah, prepared...
2: absolutely Wayne. And I think it's helpful to think of the face of a clock. Think in terms of the hour hand. At 12 o'clock, we hear the voice of Jesus calling us to be with him. And as the hour hand gradually moves around toward 6, perhaps at 2 o'clock, the call to be with him in conflict. At 3 o'clock, the call to be with him in a time of teaching. At 4 and 5, the call to be with him in the experience of the demonic disease and death. At 6, the call to be with him in the experience of rejection. At 6 o'clock the hour hand begins to move toward the point where we hear him say, Now speak my word and do my work. And then as the hour hand continues to move back toward the twelve, we come to that point, perhaps at five minutes to twelve, where we come into his presence and we say, This is what I've done and this is what I've said. And then we hear, Now come and be with me, Yet more. So long as that cycle is unbroken, we are energized in our lives as Christians and the witness we seek to share. But when the cycle is broken, when we become stuck at some point within the cycle, burnout occurs. And burnout is the experience where we've begun operating within our own perspectives, within our own strength, within our own limited resources, and we forget that we are instruments of his word, of his power, and we become useless and must be replaced.
0: Mm -hmm. Even if we get stuck at that point where we're with Jesus, I mean, Michael, you can become so pious about it. It never moves into action. It never yeah. moves into claiming territory. Yeah, for there Christ. are people
1: who are forever preparing for ministry, another degree, or you know that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and uh,
2: and that puts its finger your your finger, Michael, on an important point. Where do you find yourself in the cycle of discipleship right at this moment? Is it for you a time in which you are with Jesus in a variety of experiences? Wonderful. The only question I have for you is, how long have you been there? Mm -hmm. Is it time, perhaps, that you heard him say, now speak my word and do my work? And this isn't a call that comes simply to leadership or to those in the music ministry or into some other phase of outreach and mission. It is a call that comes to every one of us. Or it may well be that you are in leadership, engaged in ministry. You are out there speaking Jesus' word. You are out there doing Jesus' work great. But the question I have is, how long have you been there? When was the last time that you came into Jesus' presence and told him all that you had done and all that you have said? And heard him say, Now come and rest and be with me yet again. Mm. That's imperative if we are going to be renewed in our desire to be the disciples who are capable of making the presence of Jesus believable and beautiful in our generation.
0: Mm. Bill, the popular term today is burnout. Is this what you're talking about here, a spiritual burnout?
2: Yes, it's interesting, Wayne, that as a boy, I never knew that expression. I never heard it. And yet every one of us knows that expression well. It describes the person who once was in the forefront of ministry, in the forefront of leadership, in the forefront of uh, various forms of expressing Christian witness. Even in their family. Yes, who have then dropped out simply because they have become exhausted to the core. How are we going to prevent that? It's going to be to recognize this cycle of discipleship that needs to be continually renewed. It strikes
1: me that this pattern can be applied on different levels. It can be applied in the course of a day uh, where you get up in the morning you are with Jesus he helps you prepare for the day the day is spent in ministry and then at the close of the day you report back to Jesus he says come and rest but it this could be applied over a lifetime uh over uh the the period of uh studying preparing with, perhaps to get a uh, degree that period of being with Jesus then the period of a of a life's ministry and then at the end of a lifetime, Jesus saying, come, in, come with me and rest. I mean, it's, it's a big cycle. I mean, the, the truth of it encompasses can encompass a whole lifetime. But, of course, primarily uh, and most functionally, the way we're applying it here is, is in a cyclical way in our lives uh, over the course of ministry.
2: Yes, and I remember, Michael, it was only about 12 months ago that you took a year sabbatical in which you felt you needed to be refreshed. Mm-hmm. You didn't concertize a great deal during that year. You spent the time with your family. You spent it in the uh, renewing and refreshing circumstances of, uh, of End. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a time that then allowed you to return to ministry with your batteries recharged. Yes. You had been with Jesus. I think every one of us— needs those times. Mm. It is so easy to presume that we will always be able to speak Jesus' word, we'll always be able to do his work, and that simply is not the case. Yeah.
0: We feel superhuman, or we, we attempt to be superhuman when we're not. Well, in time, it really becomes our word and our
1: work and no longer his. So we need And to we, turn we wonder why
2: over. there is a staleness mm-hmm. to what we say and to what we do and why there is no power in the actions Mm -hmm. that in which we engage. Mm
0: -hmm. Bill, in the closing moments here of this final discussion of the cycle of discipleship and the three phases we've talked about, would you once again look our listeners, all of us in the eye, and just ask us to be open to the Lord's leading right now. Where are we in that process, and how can we get started again? Where do we start, regardless of where we find ourselves?
2: I think... Perhaps a word that might be helpful is concentric. A Christian's life is concentric. That is, Christ is at the center. And our lives revolve around the call of Jesus upon our lives, whether it be to be with him, to be commissioned to speak his word and do his work, or to come into his presence and to report all that we have done and hear the call to be with him again. The eccentric person is the person who is cut off Mm. from the center. That's the person who experiences burnout. Mm -hmm. If we will place Jesus at the very center of our lives, we will be more sensitive to his call, and we will be responsive, precisely as we ought to be when he calls us to be with him or commissioned to speak his word and do his work.
1: Well, thanks, Bill, for showing us the cycle of discipleship, uh, and and most especially, thank you for living it out, for uh, allowing me and and others to see in your own life how this has functioned, how this has kept you close by grace to the Lord. Um, I know this has been a helpful thing to those who've uh, who've yes. been listening over the last three programs. Yes, thank you, Bill.
0: It's a privilege to share with you. Well, we're glad for all the insight we've gained as we pause for the halfway break. We hope you'll share what you found in this podcast with your friends on social media. We feature programs every week and offer an extensive podcast archive of classic and current editions for you to explore. If what you're hearing today in this session about discipleship has prompted you to go deeper into God's Word, look online for more from Michael that can help. You'll find music, the latest book titled The Nazarene, and news about upcoming concerts and conferences at michaelcard.com. We're always glad to hear from listeners. Post a comment on the Michael Card Music Facebook page, or send your comments, questions, and song requests via email to at MichaelCard.com. Coming up, more music and conversation waiting for you after this message, In the Studio with Michael Card. The Disciple Study Bible is this month's featured CSB resource. I'm glad we're partnering with the CSB. I got to see firsthand
1: the way godly scholars work together on this Bible translation. Now I get to use the CSB in my study and teaching. There's so many types of editions available. I
0: hope you'll find one that will help you get serious about reading God's Word. Search for The Disciple Study Bible at csbible.com and read more about this unique study tool. And when you order, apply your 40% discount on the CSB purchase through LifeWay. The Disciple Study Bible will not only guide you to unlock the meaning of the Scriptures, but direct your growth as a disciple. Find a reading plan, maps, study notes, and spaces to record your growth as you learn to follow Jesus. When you purchase this powerful discipleship tool, type CARD40 without spaces in the promotion code to receive your 40% discount from LifeWay. Search for The Disciple Study Bible now at csbible.com. Our guests will join us here in just a moment, but first another song from you, Michael. Do you want to introduce this song to the mystery?
1: Well, this song basically asks the question, how do you respond? Uh, what's the appropriate response to mystery? And uh, what the song says is you, you give up You're pondering, you give up trying to figure things
0: out, and you fall down on your knees. The response to mystery is worship. All right, let's listen carefully as Michael sings, and then Darwin Hobbs will join us.
1: Pondering and fall down on your knees. No fiction as fantastic and wild. A mother made by her own child. Hopeless babe who cried was God incarnate, and Mandy. Fall, did devastate creator must now recreate and so to take our sin was made like us so we could be like him that is the mystery
0: to the mystery Michael Card in the studio Mike I see the smile on your face every time we mention the name Darwin Hobbs Yes Why do you have such a big smile when you think of Darwin
1: um, you know I don't know if I can put it into words uh, Darwin and I toured together for uh, years um, I, I think once the listeners get to experience Darwin you'll understand why I have this smile on my okay. face
0: He's just All right he, all right He's just he's a wonderful he's a wonderful friend and he's just a lot of fun all right. Well, Darwin's on the phone right now. I can't see your face, Darwin, but I'm I'm imagining there's a smile on your end as well.
3: I mean from from, from ear to ear. <laughs> especially with, you know, the mist to the mystery, man. I I just that that was that brought back like, so many, so many memories. So yeah. yeah. I mean, geez. Uh <laughs> I will never forget the line. Give up on your pondering. I'm like, who writes that? Who 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 comes up with who comes up with lyrics like that? Uh-huh. Like, what are you talking? That's only Mike Card. Michael Card. <laughs> hey, that hey. is the, that is that is the mystery of Michael Card.
1: <laughs> hey, we were we were talking on the phone last night. You're up in New York.
3: Yeah, man. Like I've been I've been working up here with, and, and with a church called the Christian Cultural Center. It's actually the biggest church in New York City, believe it or not. Wow. It, the pastor's name is a, is A.R. Bernard right. is his name. And yeah. so I've been, I've been up here for, for, for eight years working with them. But, you know, I come, you know, twice a month. So I arrived last night, you know, for, for our rehearsals. And uh, I come on Thursday and go back home on Sunday to Atlanta where I live. But so I'm looking at the set list, you know, for, for this week. So the, you know, for the communion portion of the service, there's this song called Come to the Table. And I thought, well, this can't be my Carr's song. Because, I mean, you know, I just didn't feel like they would be exposed to. It. And so I asked the, the the young lady that's in charge of things when I'm not around. And I said, I said, hey, come to the table. what, Sing some of that. So then she starts, you know, come to the table. He's I said, gotta be kidding me. I said, do you understand the history of that song? And like, and tomorrow I'm going to be... You know, uh, spending some time on a podcast with Michael Carr, the writer of that song, man, they just they freaked out. I mean, they could not believe that uh, that not only did I know the writer of that song, but that I I said this is this guy is my rabbi, it's my personal rabbi, and has been for years. So uh, and has discipled me uh, to a point of you know. Confusion and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, but but okay. no, I mean just just the I mean coincidental. I mean, but just the I can't believe that one of the weeks that I'm here, they're doing that song, and they said they've been doing it for years, but never in eight years have they done it since I've been you oh, know that's... on the one of the weekends that I come.
1: So did you sing it?
3: No, uh, well, I'm going to sing the, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the backgrounds of it, but no, there's another young man named Lamont who's does okay. an amazing job at it. But, and I was jealous because I wanted to just kind of like oust him out of the, out of the exchange saying like, you know, if we're doing this song if we're doing a Mike Card song, I'm singing it, you know, okay. but, but I just, you know, I kind of act.
1: Go ahead. Okay, here, here's, one of my, here's one of my clearest memories of us being on the road together, and that is I think we're playing Emmanuel, and you're singing it, right? You're singing it, and I'm looking out at the crowd, and if the listeners don't understand this, Darwin has the most beautiful human voice ever. And so he's singing Emmanuel, and I'm looking at the crowd, and they are so blown away by how beautiful his voice is they're not hearing any of the words, so I get all bent <laughs> out of shape and upset about that.
0: Because <laughs> hey, let me, let me,
1: that never let happened. Let me call to an me. audible
0: here. That never happened. Let me to call me. an audible, Mike, because uh, I promise when we're done talking with Darwin, we will play at the table here. Okay. Now it's not the version with Darwin singing, but it's it's Michael Card. So, uh-huh. but,
3: oh, awesome. But,
0: all right, we'll 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 hear that in a few moments here. But okay, you two carry on. Well, Darwin, I I know
1: that you you have. Uh, a whole ministry now of uh, raising up a new generation of of worship leaders. And I I just want kind of, I want to hear the overview of, you know, what, what's the Lord, how has he brought you here? And, and what's he teaching you? And uh, yeah, we just want to sit at your feet and let us, let you be our rabbi for a little while.
3: Well, let me tell you, glad to, glad to, to expound. And I mean, I will just tell you uh, to give you some flowers, is to use the common vernacular. You know, uh, speaking of discipleship and and rabbi and and being led and taught and all that stuff, um, you know, for years, of course, I I was a recording artist and, you know, I still do, I still am a recording artist. But but in this kind of next eon of my life, you know, it's probably about five years ago, I began to just seek the Lord about, you know, what is it that I'm supposed to do for the remaining, you know, portions of my ministry, you know, I'm headed into the quote-unquote third quarter, or I guess some might say fourth quarter, you know, I'm 53 now, and I, when I turned 50, actually, I asked, you know, kind of spent some time just kind of reflecting, like, where I've been, where I am, and where I'm going, and so I thought, you know... What do I have to deposit that's of worth and that can, you know, encourage people towards Jesus in a more substantial way and not just the art of what we do, but how can I get people to press into the heart of the issue and and, and the heart of Jesus? So, um, and for creatives, a lot of times for us, we just hone in on our craft and we spend so much time focused on uh, uh, what we do uh, it, it, as it pertains to the art of worship and music, and and so, but and so, I I came up with you know this concept of heart art, which is you know I feel like the most effective of, of those of us who are the most effective at doing what we do in the creative space. Uh, then we need to perfect both the heart and the art of 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 what we do, and so wow. I just began to ask God to open doors for me, not to just stand up and sing, and but just to be, uh, give me an audience with with some people in my generation, you know, even older or my generation or Generation Z people and and, and millennials to kind of make a wealthy deposit of pursuit, you know, in them pursuit of the heart of what we do. Because most of these kids, you know, they've got the art down. I mean, they don't, you know, they spend tons of time, you know, again, you know, perfecting what they do uh, musically. But so God's opened some doors for me to work with some really large churches and it doesn't matter that they're large but they just happen to be which I'm glad about because then it just uh, it gives exponential growth to my concept of training folks you know so I can train lots of people at one time and in, in one setting uh but uh, yeah so I spend time just kind of um in a in a in a funny way bullying people into into Jesus's arms you know just kind of <laughs> like you know encouraging them <laughs> Encouraging them to, to, be, of course, perfect their art and have excellence, you know, in their presentation, but then at the same time to really pursue intimate relationship with Jesus. And, um, of course, of course, you know, my definition of worshiper, you know, a worshiper is someone who's intimately acquainted with God and has daily relationship with him, you know, and so it's been, it's been a blessing. Um, and I'm still, you know, kind of, trying to figure out, you know, over, you know, over the next few years, you know, what this is all going to look like. But so far, it's been amazing. And, and I will tell you, I'm just kind of paying forward some of the seeds, Mike, that you planted in my own life. You know, just as a youngster, I was just talking to my wife, Tracy, this morning. I was telling her we were going to spend some time talking. And she was like, oh, my goodness. She was like, hopefully you'll share with him, you know, kind of what you know this 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 time spent with him is meant to you and i said yeah i tell him that all the time but i'll i'll make sure that i mention to the listeners you know just the blessing of surrendering and submitting to that level of relationship with another person you know because mike i mean people don't like, like the very first i always knew i would be you know go across the water and, and internationally do what we say we do as far as you know spreading the message of jesus but you were the first person who took me a out of the United States I went to Ireland and Belfast and, and and England and I mean just all that that whole trip as far as development I didn't even know what it meant while I was in the midst of it but you planted the seed anyway I don't know that you were around some of the years to see the seed fully germinate and come to fruition in my life but as I do what I do nowadays in encouraging these kids it's a, it's me paying forward the seed that you planted in my life, okay? So and it's all mm. the seed of discipleship, you know. But it took the transaction took, you know, me to avail myself to that and to really, you know, uh, submit to it. And so, so I'm grateful uh, for for what you planted, yeah. and I'm I'm paying I'm paying it forward.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I first of all, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that encouragement. That yeah, I think you you filled my little encouragement cup up, which is uh, which is uh, something. <laughs> but it, you know, it strikes me. I mean, two things. I when I hear about the what a great title, uh, uh, heart art. What a great title. But I I think about one of the one of the impressions that I have when I hear you sing, when I hear Kirk uh, play uh, saxophone, when I hear someone like Keggy play guitar, is that you don't just hear the giftedness. Uh, but you hear, there's a heart. There's a communication of the heart. So I, I totally get that from you, and I, and I see how, um, uh, you know, I, I see how you've uh, you've put all the pieces together. But the the, the other thing that, yeah. that I remember about you, Darwin, is that you know the it's almost like your gift could get in the way. Um, it's almost like uh, people could be so. Blown away just by your voice, and they don't hear your heart. And what encourages me, uh, just down to my toenails, is that you've you've the Lord has shown you all this. You've been you've listened to the Lord, and He's shown you this. And um, and and what a combination to have a a powerful gift and to have that connected to your heart. And of course, your heart is connected to Jesus. Mm. I don't know. I, I I'm just so fired up about where you know where the Lord's taking you.
3: Oh, man, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's so yeah. it's interesting that you would say that because so for so many years and even now with certain people, I just encourage them to it sounds real fancy to say it, like lofty to say this, but I encourage them to just kind of ask God about how to best steward their gifts, you know, because I mean, yes. sometimes, you know, it, it, because nowadays, man, these kids—they are highly gifted—and so in an exchange, corporately, like in church or, or in worship, you know, and to properly steward your gift would mean not to kind of, you know, pull out all the stops. You know, I'm like, hey, if you've got, if you've got four quarters, man, just spend spend fifty cents of that, you know, art wise, and then and then let God do the you know let God do the rest. You know, sometimes. uh we are so busy trying to put on display our natural abilities. And, and Mm. it really, at times, Mike, I believe at times it can serve as a distraction at times. And I've had to over the years, just kind of even in the midst of, of the exchange of singing, you know, I'm like, you know, well, maybe I could, I could do this trick or this run or this, you know, whatever with my voice, but maybe in this moment, it may serve as a, more of a distraction than anything to the real message, you know, getting across and to like like cause the atmosphere to either focus on my natural ability to sing or like you said earlier, the lyrics of the song or the message, you know? So Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of intention. It takes maturity and it takes, you know, again, uh, an idea of stewardship as it pertains to our gift,
1: so, do you think there's a temptation to to think that you are your gift?
3: Are you kidding me? Um, absolutely and and, and and I've been like kind of preaching this message for a few years, um, just even with some of the people I partner with or come in contact with or engage you know I'm like, hey, it's like a fight uh, for somebody who has a natural gifting and ability and even I'd say you know. God-endowed ability to sing or play or do whatever we do creatively for people. It's it's tempting for others, uh, for the most part, not to, uh, you know, kind of embrace and wrap their admiration and their mm. commitment around the person's gift. Like, sometimes yes. I feel like through life, I've been, I've been cheated the opportunity of of relationship. Now, this is the thing that I appreciate about what God did with you and I and constantly does, which is why I think after... 25 years, we're still connected at the heart level because we have covenant. It's like we struck covenant, not just it was it wasn't just transactional. It was definitely relational. And mm-hmm. so we we, we 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 had transaction between the two of us because I mean you took me on the road. You paid me like millions of dollars. And so <laughs> Hey. <laughs> so, so, wait a minute. So, so you you paid me, you know, that was transaction, okay? Cuz that's yep. in a practical sense, you know. Yeah. Okay, but then it was at the crux of it was was relationship i mean and you 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 checked on me and you and you you helped to grow me up you know as a man and you 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 i watched you with your kids and and even with your animals that sounds so funny to people and probably like like abstract but let me tell you something i don't i've never met anybody that cares for god's creation as far as animals like yourself and so you get, like you get i i I probably love dogs. You're one of the reasons why I love dogs the way I, I love them. I mean, because I see, I saw you take care of your dogs the way you... Wow. We're breaking I mean, new ground
0: is, here. This is new ground oh, for okay. us, Michael. I, I've never heard anybody talk about this. And by the way, uh, the IRS is online, too, for you, Darwin.
3: Oh, 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 oh well, well, hey. Please, please, let's end the call immediately. no, okay, so, all right. No, but well, let me tell you, dude, are you, are you kidding me? You didn't know that Mike Card is like the dog, the animal whisperer? Oh, Did you I, not know that? I
0: know, but no one's ever admitted it on on the podcast before, so thank you.
3: Let me let me tell you something. I'm talking about cats, dogs. Um, I, I, I would venture to say Mike Card wouldn't. As they say to use again the common vernacular, he wouldn't hurt a mouse. Yeah. Like, I think if he he probably set it free before well, anything. Well,
0: cats might be going too far, but uh, <laughs> we we hear what you're saying. So all right, uh, hey. yeah. Well, I mean,
3: yeah, I, I remember him having. He did used to because they had a cat on their property that he would call a worker.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. He he what just a works tree. here. He's, like, he's a worker. Yeah, he's not he's not a yeah. pet. He works here. <laughs> hey, hey, Darwin. Hey, Darwin. If if if. If people want to uh, connect with you and or maybe have you come and, and lead a worship seminar at their church, how do they do that?
3: Well man they they can just i'm 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 big time on social media i i i which is at darwin hobbs on on Twitter and on Instagram and on facebook i mean i i kinda i everybody knows me I love to laugh, so like most of my social media is like more like comedy stuff but but at any rate they can inbox me there, or of course my email address is darwin hobbs at m s n dot com and I don't have a lot of fancy red tape for people to go through it's just directly to me um mm-hmm. and and I'd love to you know to connect with people, and and if you inbox me on any of those platforms, it's me personally that will respond and connect, and, uh, man, I look forward to it.
0: Yeah, well, we'll put that information in our program notes as well, so everyone can get in touch with you, Darwin Hobbs. Well, what a treat to have you two together here. This has been remarkable, and uh, I I understand now that Come to the Table is going to be sung this week. You're not singing it this weekend, are you, Darwin?
3: Unfortunately, no. Oh, okay, but it's going to be
0: sung. Yes, right. All right, at the Christian Cultural Center in New York, but we're going to hear Michael sing it right now as we wrap up the conversation, the visit with you, Darwin. So God bless you. God bless you, man. What a treat to have you two together here. Absolutely.
1: And I ask the listeners as they hear me sing, imagine in your mind Darwin Hobbes singing this song. Come to the table. And savor the sight The wine and the bread that was broken And all have been welcomed to come if they might Accept as their own these two tokens The bread is his body, the wine is the blood And the one who provides them is true He freely offers, we freely receive To accept and believe him Save her the sorrow. He's dying tomorrow. The hand that is breaking the bread soon will be broken. And here at the table sit those who have loved him. One is a traitor and one will deny, though he's lived his life for them all. in his eyes the love that the father has spoken and know you are welcomed whatever your crime though every commandment you've broken for he's come to love you and not to condemn and he offers a pardon of peace if you come to the table For the sorrow, he's dying tomorrow The hand that is breaking the bread
0: With that song from Michael, we've come to the end of this session. It's our prayer that the music and conversation you just heard has helped you develop a better understanding of the Bible and living the Christian life. If that is the case for you, please share your reactions to this hour. Post a comment on the Michael Card Music Facebook page. Also, learn about Michael's books, music, and our podcast guest details at michaelcard.com and share what you've discovered on your favorite social media platform. We're glad for the partnership with our sponsors at the Christian Standard Bible. Visit csbible.com to learn more about the great Bible editions that can aid in your personal growth as you get serious with God's Word. This month, we're featuring the Disciples Study Bible. This Bible edition will not only be a helpful guide to unlock the meaning of the Scriptures, but it will provide tools to direct your growth as a disciple. Find a daily reading plan maps, study notes, focus on discipleship issues, and spaces to record your growth as you learn to follow Jesus. Search for the Disciples Study Bible. When you order, use the promotion code CARD40, typed with no spaces to receive your 40% discount on CSB purchases through LifeWay. The Christian Standard Bible at csbible.com. Now for all of us on the team, Ron Davis, Susan Sermon, Lance Mansfield, and our producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for being with us for this session, In the Studio with Michael Card.